I'm Kaylee. I'm Alan. This is the Split Take Podcast. Last week we talked about personalities and the way we're different, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize just how different we really were. Did until... you never look in the mirror when you were standing beside me? Is this like a short joke? No, I just happen to be a man. You're a woman. There's that. You're 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 a tall, older man. Uh huh. And you're a not so tall younger woman. I will have you know. That I am average height. I know, but you're not as tall as I am. No, I'm not. Wow, I didn't realize that was going to be a thing. It is a thing. It's a it's it's a thing because my sister, who is ten years younger than uh-huh. me, is like four inches taller than me. So she calls you short. It, yes, and it bothers me, and it shouldn't bother me, except that it does, because that's my baby sister. I literally changed her diapers. You know, I'm an NBA fan, and I would venture to say that the shortest players on the court that just look like they're incredibly short, you can name the forwards, every single forward in the NBA team is at least as tall, if not taller than I am. So I do relate to short in certain circumstances. I've been in a room full of very tall people before, and I'm the shortest guy in the room. So I get it's nothing wrong with being shorter. It's just a perspective. So it's okay, Kaylee. I'm just telling you. I didn't say you were short. I said you're shorter than I am. We need to move on from this topic. <laughs> I'm starting to get mad. Are you? Are you? You can go back to being yeah. tall. Okay. Being able to reach stuff so on I'm, the top shelf. So I'm taller than you are. By, I would say like a full foot. Okay. How tall are you? Six one. I'm not good at math. I'm five six. So you're well, it's just it's yeah. a lot. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's just inches. Yeah, it's four. This is five, why five, I married a man that mm-hmm. is my height. He is also five six. Mm-hmm. And, and I love it. And he's not tall either. No. But it's, he's not short. You're not you're you guys are average height. It depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Your children are short. My children are going to be short forever. They're they're short. They're little. (laughs) They're kids. We really got off on a tangent we didn't mean to be on. Kaylee, it's okay Okay. to be different. I want to get back on track. Ask any hobbit you know. You know many of those? That's a short joke. Okay. Wow. Anyways, personality tests. Oh, we're different? We're different. I thought we indicated that already. Yes, we took these tests. I took mine. Mm Mm-hmm. My Myers Briggs says I'm an introvert. I took it twice because mm-hmm. I'm just like that. And one of them said introvert adventurer, and the other said introvert advocate. Okay. But I got introvert both times. And you cheated. Well, I cheated a little bit. I I just went through and and I tweaked it one time because I was like, I just want to see what it would be like. Because I because some of the stuff I'm undecided on. A lot of times when we do these tests, uh, there's no absolutes to it, and so 
unless you're like extremely one way or the other, right? You know, if every answer is going to be absolutely I agree and the others are absolutely disagree, you can waver a little bit. And so I didn't purposely cheat. I just kind of changed my mind in the okay. middle of it. I was like, well, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. And just that one answer completely skewed it. It turned me into an introvert. Which I don't buy. Uh, I'm not. I might have been an introvert at some point. I don't know. I've it, been it, out in public with you. We, so so by definition, you, you said something earlier today. Introvert and extrovert doesn't necessarily mean that you're the life of the party and you're going to talk all the time. That's not necessarily what extrovert and introvert right i mean my understanding of it is so like i'm an introvert i can be the life of the party but i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna sleep for like 13 hours afterwards because i'm going to be flat exhausted just from interacting with because it stresses you out because it drains me it Mm -hmm. drains me to be around people it doesn't mean i don't like it it just Mm -hmm. means i need to the way i recharge my batteries is alone okay in the quiet it doesn't energize me to be around other people it makes me very tired I guess, okay, so based on that, yeah, because I do like, like in a social setting, if there are, uh, in our world, if there are local, like, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to say powerful people, I don't mean that, but like the mayor mm-hmm. or a governor or somebody like that, we interact with people all the time, I love to go up and just simply ask them how they're doing. Because I don't want to be that media guy that hounds them. I'm literally going, hey, I'm just asking are you okay? Is everything okay? Right. And and in that, then I find myself 15 or 20 minutes later still talking to him about stuff. And that doesn't stress me out at all because I don't really think I'm trying to be the life of the party. I'm just trying to talk to people. Uh, so I, yeah. I guess I'm extroverted. Yeah, definitely. And just didn't realize it. I mean, we go to the same church. Mm-hmm. Um, your son is my husband's best friend. We spend a lot of time together. Yeah. I mean, also, we're coworkers. Right. We spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. And I've watched you, especially when we're out and about. If I can't find you, I know, I just know that you're talking to someone somewhere. Right. You're not sitting, having like a moment. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, absolutely. I can't. Yeah. I can't stop and be quiet. Yeah. Ever. And I like... If, if you can't find me uh-huh. when we're out in public, it's because I'm sitting over there trying not to talk to anybody. I got Because I need a second because I'm just okay. tired. I understand that because the way I'm wired, after it's all said and done, when I do go home, mm-hmm. I do kind of shut off. Mm-hmm. And I have to watch that with my wife that I don't shut off and shut her out. That's an issue. Yeah. Okay. I get, so, yeah. I get right. touched out. Okay. Especially when I, I used to work with kids, mm-hmm. and I'd get to the point at the end of the day where I'm like, the next person who touches me, we're going to brawl. You hug me, I'll punch you in the face. And we're, I'm done. <laughs> Do not touch me. Okay. Yeah. I All still right. get that way because I got little kids okay. and they're clingy, but. I don't mind being the ex- extrovert in the room then. Yeah. So we took two personality tests, mm-hmm. and the other one, your results kind of surprised me because it was the AB, yeah. and I got type A, mm-hmm. which I'm coming to terms with. Yeah. I never saw myself as a type A person. The older I get, the more type A I am. Yeah. Like, I was a little more fast and, you know, hang loose. That mm-hmm. kind of, that sounds, it makes me sound old. No. But I used to be that more that way. Live in the moment. But not really. Like, I used to yeah. be better at pretending I was living in the moment. Yep. And the older I get, the more I'm like, listen, I am what I am. I have an itinerary. Mm-hmm. We don't have to follow it. 
I just don't want to get lost while we're there. I just, you know, if we find ourselves sitting in the hotel room going, no, what are we going to do? I know what we're doing, and I know exactly what time we need to be there, Yeah, and I know how long it's going to take us to get there. So the difference between you and I in that, and everybody thinks that I just am very aloof and jump in the water without checking the temperature first type person, that's not it at all. I just don't plan ahead. And so from my perspective, same scenario, we decide that we're going to go somewhere I'm up for going ahead and taking the alternate route without even planning it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I know, I, but I got. I have to know what our destination is. That's the, that's where the A comes in. I don't care how we get there, but you got to tell me what's on. Where's the goal line? Mm-hmm. What's what's the game plan, and what are we trying to achieve? Otherwise, I will be frustrated and lost, and I'll get anxious and weird about it. Yeah. So does that make some sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I- I'm. I appear to be Woo. hanging by a string, but I'm not really because I got the safety harness on the whole time. Right. As long as you know where you're going, yeah. it doesn't matter how you get there. Right. So for me, it it does matter where we're going. It does matter how we're getting there because I need to have an exit. It's not so much that I need to know where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. It's that I need to know how we're going to get the heck out of there if and when it goes south. Okay. It's a it's a it's a protection mechanism. Sure. I so, get it. Like my best friend and I went to Santa Fe. Mhm. And I had a I had an itinerary that was planned to the minute. Yeah. I looked at the walking distances on Google to get from point A to point B and added like 5 minutes to all of them so that we'd have time if the traffic got bad. I mean, I knew exactly where we were going to be when we were going to be there, the road we were going to take to get there, yeah, all of it. I had it mapped out. I had like printed it out and drawn the, yep, all mm-hmm. of it. I was so proud of it, I almost laminated it. Wow. I was so proud of it. Then we get to Santa Fe, and my friend gets sick immediately. Right. First night in the hotel, she is, I mean, deathly ill. She's, right. She can't leave the bathroom. So all those plans you meticulously thought out have changed. And I was fine with that. hmm Because we had the map. So it didn't really matter to me that she was sick. I wanted her to get better, but then I could just look at the map and go, okay, well, so this has changed, but yeah. I can, it's structured enough to be so, flexible. Like, like, I don't know, did fiberglass. You, did you leave her no, in the hotel and I go did adventure? Not. No, I okay. waited for her because okay. she was pretty sick and I was well, pretty worried about her, but yeah. No, and I waited for her, and then we still had the best time. Mm-hmm. We still got to see most of the big stuff that we had wanted to see. You right. know, I had a big thing. She had a big thing. We got to see that. We got to mm-hmm. eat the good food. We got to walk around and explore, and we weren't stressed out. I think, it was a great okay. trip. And down, and a lot of people have been to Santa Fe. No matter where you I mean, a lot of people have been to Santa Fe. I love Fe. Santa Fe. Downtown Santa Fe, where the original Santa Fe Trail is the is a street, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the churches and, and all of the different government buildings down there. Same town completely different experience <laughs> okay now now let me give you my version okay of how you do santa fe you first of all on a whim you decide you're going to go to the ski mountains of the red river uh, area no which is no i'm just telling you, this is how we do it <laughs> the, the 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 day we're going to leave we decide we're going to leave like that morning we're like hey you want to go to you want to go to red river sure that makes me feel sick so so we know we know how we're going to get to Red River. I've been there before. We call the hotel about noon. 
saying, tonight we're going to be there. Is there a room? Yes, there's a room. Okay, we'll be there. When we get there, boom. We get there. We spend the night. We get up the next day. There's nothing going on in Red River because it's summertime. Right. And it's a ski It's a ski mountain town. Little town in the middle of nowhere in the mountains of, of, of New Mexico. So my wife goes, okay, well, now what are we going to do? And I said, well, we can hang around here all day and walk trails. She goes, I don't want to walk. She doesn't walk. Thing, you know, hips hurt and things like that. She mm-hmm. can't walk trails. Well, the next town down the road's Taos. That's a pretty cool artsy community yeah. with some pueblos and a, and a canyon and things. We can go there. Okay, let's go there. We get in the car with no plan. Hit the Google Maps. Boom! It takes us to, t- takes us first to the canyon. I show her the canyon. It's like cool. All right. Well, let's go to see the adobe buildings, and we do that, and we end up in downtown Taos. We eat lunch there. Okay, at a restaurant that I know of. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I mean, I'm literally making it up. Let's go to the Grand Canyon. Let's go build, see the adobe buildings, which those are so cool. If you haven't seen them, you got to go there in Taos. You've got to go see the Pueblas. Yeah. They've been there for thousands of years. Okay. Lots of years. I mean, I go to Santa Fe as often go, as I go can. Go up to Taos when okay. you're there. Okay, it's just up the road. Just, just come on. Don't plan it. Just do it. All right. Mm. So then we decide in Taos, we're like, okay, we've seen it. Now what? Well, we need to find a place to stay the night at some point, right? Well, let's just keep going. Let's go back toward toward the I-40 corridor. And when we get to I-40, we'll either go left or we'll go right. Maybe we'll go to California while we're out Heads here. Heads Carolina. Maybe, exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll end up in wherever because I-40 takes you from one side to the other. So anyway, we end up we end up in Santa Fe and we find a hotel. And we settle in. So that my secret to control the exit is the hotel. Mm. That's my exit. I've got to have a place to land. So what happens then when you get to the hotel yeah. and it's skeezy and you're in a bad neighborhood oh, and you it's don't dark ever, no, and you no, no, don't no, know no, where no, you are? No, 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 no. No. No, no, you don't know. That's what I'm saying. Everybody thinks I live on the, no. Right. So like, that's my question edge. is Plans what's your plan chaos. now? What's your plan now when the hotel is blah? I would never do that. It wouldn't happen. Okay. I would drive up going, nope. Right. So do you just go on to the next hotel yep. then? Okay. Yep. I book a hotel I can trust. I'm a, I Brand just, name hotels that I know. Pay a little bit more. Mm. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. Pay just to find, the, find whichever one you like to hang out in. They're pretty consistent. You know, you just don't hang out in no name, you know, bedside inn. You know, or something like that, or the, the no-tell motels, those things, absolutely not. If it says motel, I don't. Fair enough. Hotels, most of the time. Anyway, it, it just depends. Okay. So, so you find a place you're comfortable with, and, 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 and I, I, I meet the person at the front desk. We settle in. We go check, make sure that everything's the way it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. lock everything up, and then we go experience. Then we go, then, then that's when my, when my do-it-on-a-whim kicks in. And so we traveled into Santa Fe, same story. We find the hotel and then we venture out. And the first place you got to go when you're living on the edge, Walmart. Oh. You got to check in. You got to make sure that you know where everything that you need is, right? Okay. And it's familiar. Uh huh. I know this sounds bizarre, but this is the key to me being adventurous. Okay. Controlled adventure. Okay. So now I know where I can buy soap, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Now we go off and we, we do our adventure. So I know where I'm going to sleep and I know where I can get my stuff. Huh. And now we go adventure into the town and we didn't have a plan. 
And so we went and saw the same sites you did, the government buildings, the churches, all that stuff, and everything we touched was an experience because we didn't plan it. We literally walk around, oh, cool, a guy selling flutes. This is cool. It was, yeah. I wonder if some of my hesitance to travel that way is that I very rarely get to go on those kinds of trips with my husband. Mm-hmm. So usually when it. I'm going, I'm either traveling alone, mm-hmm. I'm traveling with a friend who is also a woman, or I'm traveling with my children. So you're in, you're in like protector mode. Yeah, maybe that's what that's it, maybe what it's it got is. got less to do with the personality type and more to do with, yeah. I'm just trying not to get human trafficked while right. I'm on vacation. I get that. Like then. I want to have a good time. I don't want anyone to get kidnapped. Right. I don't well, want anyone do I, to get but... some kind of horrible disease or... Yeah. Yeah. No I one's going to jail. I don't travel alone well at all. I do okay alone. uh uh-uh. See, that's what's weird. You got to I... plan everything ahead. I don't. And yet you're the one that's like, oh, I'm independent. I'm not. I can travel alone just fine. uh uh-uh. Because then my plan doesn't get messed with. Then the plan... And then I can give the plan to someone who's at home. And see, I don't... And they any... know where I'm supposed to be and when I'm supposed to be and there. And so if I'm by myself and I'm doing that... I'm terrified the entire time I'm traveling because I don't have a plan. And I got no plan because I make stuff up. I'm like, where do you want to go eat? I don't ever decide where to go eat. Yeah, I've I noticed will, that. I don't know. I got to have somebody tell me where to go. So the next time you're going on vacation mm-hmm. and if or you go on a work trip and you have to go alone, yeah. you call me yeah. and I will laminate an itinerary <laughs> for you. And that is your Bible. Yeah. And that way, too, you're protected because I know where you're supposed to be yeah. and when you're supposed okay. to be there. Yeah. And you give a copy to your wife. She knows. Mm-hmm. You give a copy to anybody you're going to visit while you're there. They know where you're supposed to be. So the most terrifying trip you've ever been on? The most terrifying trip I've ever been on, I went to Fort Hood in Texas when my husband was mm-hmm. deploying. He went to Kuwait. Mm-hmm. So it is 4 o'clock at night, and I'm in Oklahoma. Right. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, was a year and a half little. Right. And he calls me and he says, how fast can you get here? And I said, I don't know why. From from where we are, it's what, eight hours? It's a nine-hour drive. It's long. It's a long ways. And it's I-35. Sure. If you don't want to get lost Mm -hmm. because it's dark by the time you get into Texas. Right. And, you know, along I-35, I know there's rest stops. I get you. So, no, like, I, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If I'm, yeah. So, I mean, in all of that, I-35 is sketchy. Sometimes. It can be. Part of it. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. he calls me and says, <laughs> how quick can you get here? And I'm like, oh, I will get there as fast as I can. He goes, well, can you be here by tomorrow morning? I'm like, that I can probably swing. Right. I will have to leave right this second. Mm-hmm. So I booked a hotel because I'm kind of like you. I got to know where I'm going to stay. Yeah. There got to be a there got to be an ending point to the story. And I'm not yeah. leaving my home safety until right. I know where I'm going to sleep. Yeah. So I booked the hotel. I packed the kid. I load up into my little bitty car, and we're off. And it's past midnight when I get to this hotel in Colleen, Texas. And if you are <laughs> okay. from Colleen, Texas. I'm really sorry for what I'm about to say, but I rocked up to this mm-hmm. extended stay, super creepy, like slasher movie looking hotel where there's not even an attendant downstairs. I have to call them and they're like behind this cage and I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I? It was, it was intense and I've got this baby and I'm like, okay, well I just got to get through tonight and then we can go, you know, see my husband. We get there, 
the next morning, we're on Fort Hood. We're going up because we're going to pin him because he's getting promoted. And as we're walking across, his whole unit is looking at us. And the baby's diaper falls off. Oh, no. And I'm looking back at it, and I'm like, what do I, what do? I do? <laughs> so we just left it there. I, I kind of kicked it to the side, and we just kept going. And so she did the pinning ceremony without a diaper on, and everybody's laughing. <laughs> and that was honestly the worst trip of... Okay. It was good to see him, and yeah. it was fine after that. But the getting there... The getting there was rough. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So most terrifying thing that I've ever done was the trip to Poland, mm. Eastern Europe. And 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 that one was planned, but I didn't plan it. And anytime I have to do the unknowns, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that stops at the same convenience store to get gas every time. You know that's how you get... Never mind. I know. It's like serial killer I'm just thing. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You watch too many serial killers. Yeah. You got to shake up your routine or the your stalker is going to get the you. The next time I go to Santa Fe, I'm pretty sure I know where I'll stay. Oh, I know exactly where you're going to stay next time you go to Santa Fe. The same hotel I stayed in the no, last no, no, time. No, 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 no. Well, but I'm just saying. So so that's what that's how, that's how I get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you want to make me uncomfortable, put me on an airplane and send me to a far eastern European country where they don't speak English. And there's no, because the country boy in me has always thought I can always walk home. From anywhere in the United States, I can always walk. It might take me a couple of months, but I can get there. A country boy can survive, as Hank Jr. Oh, said. Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying. All right. I, you know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, you, if you're everything, you can always find somebody that can help you get where you're going. But in Poland, the place I went, where I went, the river's, the rivers here run south, mm-hmm. right? They run north there. Oh, no. And your little Boy Scout brain got all kinds My of turned around. My Boy Scout around. brain was freaking out. Because <laughs> if, you, if, you if you walk west, you're going to run into Germany. Mm-hmm. If you walk south, you're going to be either in the Czech Republic or Slovakia. Slovenia, yeah. Uh, you go to the north, you end up at the Baltic Sea. Or if you go east, you're going to end up either in... Um, Parts of Russia, and I can't remember the other, uh, 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 help me, yeah, Ukraine. Yep. Mostly Ukraine, and then there's another country before you get to Russia. But when you're lost and you're truly lost in a major city, and this happened, Mm. I'm in Krakow, Poland, which is like being in New York City in a Central Park-looking place, Mm -hmm. and I lost my people. Oh, no. No phone service. I, I'm, I, I'm not kidding. With tears in my eyes, I walked around this square. And as I go walking off to try to find the party that I was with, the Boy Scout voice came back in my head going, don't leave the place you were. Go back and let them find you. Yeah. And so I did. But for about 30 minutes to an hour, I was terrified. So, yeah. So... The next time that you're going to travel to a foreign city mm-hmm. that's big like that, I think you need to know where the embassy is. Because no. well, then you can I, still walk I home. Have a, I have a passport. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean, Poland is a very, very friendly country. Sure. Wonderful. By the way, it's, you, you want to check out where real people live? Yeah. They're pretty cool. I think real people live everywhere, I, I know, but I mean, I'm just talking about they're just <laughs> truly know. kind, wonderful, generous, humble people. So... After about three days, I was like, you know what? 
I could live here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. So. Yeah. What I'm getting is we mm-hmm. could absolutely travel together. Oh, absolutely. You just tell me where we're going. Because I could boss yeah, you around. Absolutely. As long as I get Perfect. to drive. As long as I'm driving. Oh, now here's where we run into some problems. Because mm-hmm. we both get car sick. Well, not only do we both get car sick, mm-hmm. I get really anxious in the car, uh-huh. and I am a massive control freak, which means I have to drive. Okay, then just give me the Dramamine, put me to sleep, and wake me up when you get there. Deal. I got no problem at all with that. Deal. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? Yeah. I'll let, oh no, I forgot. So you can't that. handle that. Yeah, we're going to starve to death because <laughs> I don't care where we eat either. Okay. But yet I'm a type A, according to the test. I don't know about that. Yeah. I can be a type A, depending on the scenario, because I know what I want. I do know what I want. Yeah. And and, and I will argue till I either get what I want or I'll throw my hands up and give up. Yeah, that's but, pretty type A of yeah. you. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Shifting gears. Let's talk about a different kind of type A. Mm-hmm. A, t- a type A-I-T-A. Oh, yeah. Oh, Am I? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. All right, go first. Yeah. Am I? Am, am I? That. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> am I the jerk? You can say, "Am I? Am I the jerk?" Yeah. Yeah. So here it is. My girlfriend. This is on Reddit. My girlfriend is 24. She works as a model, and she has an incredibly strict diet. Virtually eats as organic and gluten-free, so it makes it very difficult to cook for her. We wait. We take turns cooking for each other. At first, I tried to look on the bright side and appreciate the fact this would be uh, would get me to eat healthier. But there are so many times I can eat salads and sushi for dinner. So many times before we get tired of it. I'm relating with this guy. Okay. Okay. Last week, I was at my breaking point, decided to make some homemade pizza. I'm Italian. Now I have, I've made gluten-free versions before, but I find it tastes gross, so I went with regular white flour. The original plan was for me to eat a bit, bit of pizza while she was out and make us a couple of Western omelets for dinner, but she came home early and caught me pulling the pizza out of the oven. So essentially, she caught him cheating, ah. I think. She was surprised and happy that I made pizza for dinner. And I didn't have the heart to tell her it wasn't gluten-free. A couple of days later, she figured out that I'd lied and accused me of being selfish and unsupportive. I tried explaining to her that she's gorgeous just the way she is and that eating regular food now and then won't change that. I also brought up my concerns about her feeling the need to fixate on her diet when she already has 10,000 followers on Instagram. This literally brought her to the verge of tears because in her mind it makes me unsympathetic to the beauty standards expected of her. By the way, it didn't make my girlfriend sick. She found out because when she was looking for the gluten-free flour, she discovered we didn't have any. So. I'm going to let you go first. I can relate to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see why he would simply not tell her because he didn't want to be mean and go, yeah, you can't have any of this pizza. This is not gluten-free. But then again, I think I would have just told her. I don't know what I would... I, I'm not sure the, if the answer is um, not tell her or do, do tell her. I don't know. What do you think? So, 
here's my, and maybe, I don't know if this is like a woman's perspective mm-hmm. on it, or if you give me food and you tell me that this is hamburger and I find out later that it's horse, I'm going to be mad. If you give me, and and Mike, this is a true story. If you give okay. me milk and tell me that this is farm fresh milk, yeah. and I find out after I drank it that it's goat's milk, I'm going to be mad because the implication was that it came from a cow. It's got nothing to do with the food itself and everything to do with the trust. Oh, so the fact that you're, so, okay, the half-life thing. Yeah, I I trusted that mm-hmm. what you gave me yeah. is no, what you it. presented it to yeah. be. Yeah. And and the assumption is that he knows she doesn't eat these things. Yeah. I don't see how that's any different than giving someone pork who mm-hmm. religiously doesn't eat pork. Right. Yeah. It's it's her diet. Around and, I'll tell you another thing that happens around here would be the deer meat in the hamburger. That happens a lot, and I'm upset every time. Just tell me that it's deer. Yeah, I, yeah, because, yeah. Give me the option to decide for myself yeah, whether, whether or not I want to eat that. Yeah. And I, I don't, because I'm not a venison fan. Yeah, I get it, absolutely. So. And as far as, like, her getting upset because mm-hmm. she's breaking her diet, even though she's really physically fit, sounds like she has an eating disorder, and tricking her into eating a triggering food... Yeah. Is going to make that eating disorder worse. He says he says he edited it after after a string of things blasted at him. He said, I don't think a lot of you realize I wasn't trying to deceive her intentionally. The main reason why I said it wasn't gluten free was because she was so excited when she saw the pizza. I didn't want to take that away from her. So because he loves her so much. Okay. That feels like laziness. Hey, honey, this one's not gluten-free. Maybe I didn't know you were going to be home yet, yeah. but we can go get some flour. We can make you one that is gluten-free. Maybe he's actually scared of her. I don't know. It just seems like... I mean, he's mar- he, he, his girlfriend has 10,000 followers on. She's apparently incredibly hot. He doesn't want to lose her. It just doesn't sound like he takes her very seriously. That's what I was thinking. The only description that he has given us of her is that she is neurotic and hot. Like, yeah. that's it. So, the true answer from my perspective is, I would, uh, I would simply, I would simply um, look at her and go, look, if you don't want to eat this, great, but this is pizza I made for me. Didn't know you were home yet. Sorry, I'm going to eat this pizza. Sure. And then we'd have figured out what she's going to eat later, or maybe I microwave it later after we find her. I don't think I, th- I think the guy's got some insecurity issues. Yeah, it just, he's, he's it just seems he keeps like, bringing up the fact that she's pretty. She's got all these followers. That's what well, it it's is. like. You shouldn't complain because you're pretty. Okay. Well, she clearly has an eating disorder. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Maybe take that seriously if you really, really love her. Honestly, from just a purely guy perspective, you're you're hanging out with this supermodel. Are you kidding me? Tell her about the pizza. Go buy her something for crying out loud. If she wants you're you to hanging eat- out with a supermodel, what do you want? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, so. Yeah. If I was his friend, that's what I would say. Dude, what are you could all the other guys on behalf of all the other men in the country? Shh. Stop complaining, dude. <laughs> Let it go. Come on. Could be far worse. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've got one here. Mm-hmm. AITA. 
for telling my friend why nobody likes him. Which is kind of an oxymoron. And a really, really strong start to this story. Yeah. So this is a 21-year-old guy. He knows this other 21-year-old guy who he doesn't truly like that much. He says, I'm a very nice and patient. Hang on. I'm very nice and patient with a lot of people, sometimes to a fault, even Mm -hmm. if I don't like somebody. I'm still going to talk to them and give them a chance just because I know what it's like to be ignored and without any friends. It sucks. Yeah. For that reason, I still refer to him as my friend, although I wouldn't spend any time outside of a large group with him. Wow. The reason for this is because of his personality, which is another one of those Andrew Tate wannabes. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? No. Andrew Tate. Okay, so I'll look it. I'll look all right, it up. you look him up. I'm going to keep going. Uh, who thinks that being rich and attractive means people like you? All he posts is pictures of fancy sports cars, fancy oh, yeah. watches, okay. alpha mm-hmm. male slash lone wolf type stuff. This archetype is bad enough as it is, mm-hmm. but even more so once you know that we all go to a very left wing art school. I'm a film major. Okay. My friends and I would rather watch Star Wars and listen to Steely Dan than party and hook up. Okay. He's the black sheep of our group. We acknowledge this when he's not present and act relatively distant when he's near. Just this morning, he picked up on this and mentioned to me in private about how he's feeling depressed lately. It, the big cause was how he doesn't have any real friends, and the ones he does have don't treat him like he, a good friend. We had an honest conversation about this where I laid it all on the line. We don't like him. We think, we think he's a loser, and all he does is get drunk and hook up. We think he's kind of a misogynist and how my friend group has absolutely nothing in common with him. I told him five specific instances of him acting like a cocky know-it-all. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Some of these words are a little strong for my taste. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, a little strong for the podcast. Yeah. I filter myself a lot, too. I think that this discussion was something he needed to hear at some point, and it feels kind of good finally getting it off my chest, but I can tell he was not happy hearing it. For better or worse, I probably awoken some kind of quarter-life crisis within him. AITA? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> but also, so is the guy. But also at 21, <laughs> and I'm saying this from the lofty age of 27, you're not a full person yet. Um, you're getting there, but your personality isn't done yet. You're yeah. not, you're not quite done cooking and there's a lot of molding that can be done, especially in college. So this 21 year old guy who's, you know, an Andrew Tate wannabe could mm-hmm. very easily with gentle encouragement and direction kind of realize the error in that and, direct course but if you come at him like that guns blazing he's just gonna bury his heels in and you'll never get anywhere oh yeah he's literally gonna be gone and he literally just said he he told him you know i'm depressed and you fire back with well that's because nobody likes you yeah exactly come on that's just be honestly that's literally just being a jerk anyway no matter no matter where you are that's just be it's being mean yeah it's being mean or you know i can't help it that that, uh, it, or maybe the thing of, well, if you were only more like me. Right. Kind of so. You know, the whole serious party or misogyny yeah. thing is not great, but okay. 
I have a good example. Okay. Would you describe me as very goth? No. Okay. My best friend, one of my oldest friends, she might actually be my oldest friend, Mm -hmm. is extremely goth. Okay. From, you know, the tips of her man stomping boots all the way to the roots of her black hair. Mm -hmm. Goth. All right. She's wonderful and I love her. Us standing next together is hilarious because it's not that I'm like really trendy and I I keep up with like pop culture as Mm -hmm. far as, you know, I'm not out here wearing Yeezys. Um, But I definitely am not wearing, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not goth. Okay. I kind of lean that way. Mm -hmm. We look silly together. We have different viewpoints. You know, I'm Christian. She's atheist. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we're just, we're very different. We're very different people. Yeah. We're best friends. Okay. There's a lot of stuff we don't agree on. Right. But there's a lot of stuff we do because we didn't take each other at face value. Mm-hmm. We got to know each other. And I have a lot of friends like that, mm-hmm. that on the surface, you're like, how are these two people friends? Right. But we're not just friends. We're almost like family. Like we would do anything for sure. each other. And I think this group could have that mm-hmm. if they would not be so stuck up. Well, especially what would they say they do? They're fine arts majors. They're fine arts majors, and they sit around. They, sit, they play video games and stuff. They watch Star, they watch Star Wars, Wars and listen to Steely Dan. It sounds like an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I'm like, what are y'all doing that you need to worry about? I mean, just get along. A frat guy stumbled into their midst. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And wants to be their friend. Not yeah. to say that frat guys are better than nerdy guys, because I've always run around with the nerdy group. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's. Thinking you guys are cool. Maybe he looks up to you yeah. guys. Don't be don't be rude. Back to the back to what you just said. You you gotta grow up a little bit. Once you get once you once you mature, yeah. that, not an age, but you just reach a point where you're like, I'm gonna like this person regardless of what they did or who they are. Yeah. I just like this person. You know, like you like you the diff I mean, I don't know, the difference between a filet mignon and a Big Mac. They're both good in their own way. Hmm. I'm not talking about nutrition. I'm talking about just, boom, vanilla ice cream versus chocolate ice cream. You know? Yeah. They they both have their, they're different, but they're both good. And yeah, don't judge me for eating both kinds sometimes at the same time. I will judge you for that. Saying. Do not eat a filet mignon and a Big Mac. No, some of the ice cream. Oh, okay. No, it would be weird to eat. No, you, yeah, it'd be weird. That makes my stomach hurt a just New thinking about it. I need a New York strip and uh, just this thinly sliced slab of hamburger grilled. Just put them on the same plate. What yeah. a distinctly Oklahoma dish. Saying. Can I please have, for my main dish, meat? And uh, for my side, I would like some more meat. And, and also for yeah. dessert. Me. And I'll need I'll need your finest scotch and a small shot of Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Ah, uh, no! Yeah, Stop same. it! So, yeah. Neither of those sounds good to me. But I, but I, as I've gotten older, I've become friends with people who I would have never, ever, ever, ever ran with when I was in college. Ever. Right. Like Jay Curtis. No, he's not. <laughs> no, just kidding. Maybe. But just like I'm just saying that the guys that I perceived were the were the snobbish circle, yeah. and it turned out that like once they, once we got out of that environment and we all grew up, it's going. No, you guys are actually pretty good. You're good people. Kind of like my husband and your son. 
Kinda. They did the same thing. Vastly different, different people. Yeah. You got a band kid and you got a yeah. football kid. Yeah. But once you leave that scenario, you realize they're wait, the exact same yeah. person. Yep. Especially when it when it's honestly when you're faced against the world, all of a sudden you're a fan of this team and I'm a fan of that team. But what if we have a common enemy in a third team? All of a sudden we're rooting for each other's teams. That kind of thing. I think a lot friends. of what yeah. I think a lot of what happened with Chris and Brandon was mm-hmm. Chris realized it's okay to be a nerd mm-hmm. and I am taking full credit for that. Yeah. Because my husband is very he was a very closeted nerd. Right. And then he met me Almost. and I'm a I'm a DM. Yeah. <laughs> Almost yeah, she's a dungeon master. Don't tell Don't anybody. whisper that. That's creepy. No, stop it. We play Dungeons and Dragons. You're making that weird. Don't whisper that. Okay. Okay. Don't tell anybody she's a dungeon master. That's better. Thank you. <laughs> that was creepy. But I think, honestly, I really think everybody everywhere has a nerd factor. I, honestly, come on. I know a guy come who talks on. mad trash. His wife plays D&D with us. Mm-hmm. Mad trash on D&D. He has a shrine to the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, look. I Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can be, I, I, I think it's okay to be, even within yourself, I think it's okay to be different. I'll give you a great example. I really, really, music, in my music library, mm-hmm. got a lot of Olivia Newton-John, like old school. But I also like Killswitch Engage. Oh, my music library I, is a mess. It's, I've got, I've got. Brad Paisley and I've got David Lee Roth. I've got, I mean, Lucy Hale, please. I do like Lucy Hale. I'm just saying, yeah. Or I except yeah. Lucy Hale is an actress, and you're thinking of Lizzie Hale. No, Lizzie, not Lucy. Lizzie. I'm talking about Hailstorm. Yeah, yeah. But versus, I don't know, Karen Carpenter. I'm just saying, I got so yeah. much stuff in my head. So I don't mind. You want to call me a nerd? Go for it. I don't care. I'm all right. With that. You're a nerd, but it's okay. So I am get I. paid to be a nerd. Take that. Well, well all the He-Men that aren't nerds are working their butts off today. I'm sitting in an air-conditioned room recording a podcast. So what do you know? Big chit-chatting. Just saying. All right. You got some more? I have. I got one more for you. We got time for one more, right? Yeah. Okay. This one is, am I a jerk for not letting my daughter use her college fund for a wedding or a house? Hmm. She says, uh, backstory, 43 female, have four kids, who are 22, 17, 15, and 5, and I'm currently pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're a producer, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my husband, he's 50, started adding to college funds every month for each of our children pretty much as soon as we found out we were pregnant. Mm -hmm. I won't say the exact amount, but my husband has an excellent job, so it's more than most. Okay. Sounds like they got things going on. We never told our kids because it just didn't feel necessary. Elle, who's 22, got pregnant when she was 16 and ended up dropping out of school. I was disappointed, but I understood. However, I was under the impression that she would return later, but she has no plans to. The dad stuck around, and now we have, and now they have one more kid and one more on the way. They're engaged but don't plan to marry until they can afford it. They were doing okay financially for a while, but due to the market right now, and we've been struggling, we've all been struggling, we get that, um, 
Elle can't get a job since she doesn't have a diploma, so we've been loaning them money. Katie's a senior now, just got accepted to college, and we've been setting up everything, and obviously she knows about the fund now. Okay, so she's like 18. Okay. Katie and Elle were talking, and she was telling Elle about the school, and Elle asked her how she was planning on paying for it, and Katie responded, my college fund. I was in the room while they were talking, and this made me panic. We had just planned on splitting it between the remaining four since we knew they were going to college. Elle asked me if they all had one, and I wasn't going to lie, so I said yes. She got really excited and went to call her fiancé and tell them the good news. I was confused and told her she couldn't have the money. She asked why, and I said it was for school. She got upset and left the house. The next day, I get a call from Elle. She's crying, begging me to let her have the funds so she could finally afford a down payment, maybe even a wedding. I told her she could have the money if she went back to school, and whatever money was left over, she could use for whatever she wanted. She got mad, started yelling, saying it's her money. I told her it was my money, and those were my conditions, and she hung up. Now we're being harassed by her fiancé's family, calling us yes and that and other names, Mm -hmm. saying it's all going to go to waste if she doesn't use it. We're setting her up for failure, etc. Now the lady, the mom, wants to know if she's the jerk. Mm. So so you've got you've got L who's in her 20s, Katie who's 18, Cam who's 15 and Isla who's 5, who's the young one. And apparently mom and dad decided okay, we're going to split it up equally to let you go to school with except L says I don't want to go to school, I want to take my share and pay off bills and start living my life. Uh all right, here's the deal. If you do for one, you should do for all of them as a parent. And to tell her that you can't have this money that we saved for you because you're not going to college is kind of shady. Not everybody, I don't, I strongly believe that not everybody needs to go to college. Realistically, it's expensive. Some people have to be tradesmen. Some people don't want to go to college. It's not their thing. If everybody goes to college and gets a degree in business or whatever, that's a lot of people who spent thousands and thousands of dollars to turn around and then go to trade school to be a plumber or to work a job that has nothing to do with their degree because not everybody not everybody needs to go to college. I just don't think that. You disagree. I'm thinking because I really do. I'm not necessarily disagree because I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm trying to think what's actually going on because you have a woman that didn't finish high school even. Because she was because she got pregnant. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Now I'm not saying. But what what I was actually thinking, I wasn't disagreeing. I was thinking, should it never have been based on rewards? Should it simply? And I get it when you're a young set of parents, you got these little kids like you are right now. Mm-hmm. You got dreams for your children. And you start saving money with the thought that, okay, when these when these girls graduate from high school or when these girls, whatever milestone you pick, will give them their money to help them for the next level. Right. And I understand what the mom is, is getting at by saying, look, we intended this to be for college, not to pay your 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 husband's family's car off or something, whatever you want to do it for. Or, right. You know, yeah. 
but at the so I don't know. I think early on, so maybe this becomes rather a, more advice rather than an answer. Don't set it up as a college fund. Set it up as a fund to take care of your children later. Maybe you don't give it to them at all. Maybe it's a savings account mom and dad keeps for that emergency time when when daughter wants to get married or when yeah. daughter wants to earn PhD and and you teach them to live on their own and don't ever tell them about the savings account. Right. Just or, be parent. I don't know. Or put a down payment on a house to raise your family. Yeah. Like I get that. Or set up better yet, set it up as a trust that says we've got this lump sum of money. Yeah. And it's going to be yours when we die. Yeah. When we die and you guys are older and you're this is an endowment that's set here and it's gathering interest through I feel like I feel like Dave Ramsey or something, but but you mm-hmm. said it instead of just giving them this lump sum here, go to college, party on. Maybe right. maybe you set maybe you set that for later in life. I don't know, but but refusing to give the one daughter the money while saying no, we're going to give it to the other kids because they decided to go to college. Well, that's a jerk move, I think. Yeah, well, and it feels like I said that I'm, you know, disappointed that you yeah. got pregnant, and yeah, now we're over saying. it because yeah. you know whatever it's been years. But no, I'm actually but still I'm, punishing. I'm you still for mad this. that you got pregnant when you were 16. When I my dream for my oldest daughter, my my dream child was to go to college and be a doctor. But it sounds I don't whatever. know maybe and I'm maybe I'm filling in blanks here, but it it doesn't seem like she didn't say anything about her not being like a fit mother or yeah, no, being disappointed. She's still yeah. with. Not that that matters either, but she's, I mean, it seems like she's trying to get back on track in a way that makes sense for her. Yeah. And the mom is saying, I had this vision for you. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to go to college. I wanted you to do all this stuff. Well, when she got pregnant at 16, that had to change. And I'm sitting here doing the math. Mom was, well, mom was 21 when she had the oldest daughter. Okay. So she's 21 years older. But still, that's not very old by today's standards. That's so old pretty old I was when I had my first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So um, I don't know, but yeah, I I think I think you're going about it the wrong way. If you're if if you've saved this bag of money up for your children as a reward for their accomplishments, I get that to an extent, but it's almost like here you 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 won the third grade spelling bee, so I'm going to give you a hundred dollar bill. I think it sets up the wrong message. Yeah. How about we have this money that we're going to we're saving for each one of you for whatever you need it for. Right. Period. Whatever that may be, unless if, unless they become unless there's something really wrong. You know, your 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 third child's a drug addict and you don't want to give them the lump. I mean, I get really right. off the wall stuff, but I would think what would be right is yeah, you divide it in quarters and you just agree that that's going to be yours when you get grown up. Mm-hmm. whatever number that is when you hit i see and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy you your first car at 16 with it no that doesn't count it's got to be later my intention for my kids is um to set up our will or whatever so yeah. that the life insurance money or whatever's left after the estate settles goes to my girls equally when they hit 25 yeah because I know I've seen a lot of clauses that are twenty one. I remember me at twenty one. Yeah. yeah, I was a new parent, but I was also really dumb. I uh, in my scenario, my grandmother set up a trust that we're still to this day dealing with. Ugh. That said, because there were three daughters, mm-hmm. my my grandma and my grandpa had three children. 
My mom was one of them. So one of my aunts is still alive. Mm -hmm. So even now, the trust is, has been activated in that um, the grandchildren get the spoils. Right. Okay. Mom didn't get anything. However, we're talking about land. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what the trust said was while you're alive, you're going to get the residuals. You're going to get like whatever rent, whatever monies this land makes, you get all of your share. You get one third, right? Mm -hmm. So that, so the three daughters got their share during their lives. Once you pass away, the actual ownership will, will pass on to my grandchildren. Right. So my sister and I split our, our share of the third, which is a sixth. I can't go any further with math <laughs> than that. So we each get a sixth of the property that's right. left over from the estate, which I remember my mom really not liking that, really being mad. And I'm like, well, mom, it's not like you're going to sell it. Right. You're, you're recouping all the profits now anyway. And I didn't get a dime while she was alive. It was only after she passed away. So trusts are pretty smart. Yeah. Trusts work pretty good. If you get a, you get a, you should get a lawyer. I mean, for real. See, get, get and I some, say this, some legal help. On do it. not make your will on legal zoom. No, somebody, no, 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 no. Get a lawyer, lawyer. As somebody yeah. who in a past life, you know, like six months ago, you was a legal secretary. Mm hmm. I did that for about three years. I had many people come in whose parents did not have wills. Yep. We had many people come in whose parents had wills and they got contested. None of it was more annoying than the one person who came in and said, this is the will my mom wrote on LegalZoom. Yeah. And it's missing pages yeah. and it's a nightmare. And I right. wanted to cry for the like two years that we dealt with that. Yep. Nah, it wasn't two years, but it felt like a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you love your children, really, really love them, and you yeah. have anything to pass on besides debt, if you, it's just debt, don't worry about it. But well, but you, you don't know. Well, if you own your house. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just, I, I definitely recommend going to an attorney. It's like $300 mm -hmm. here anyways. Yeah, you just, you do a simple will. It doesn't have to be complicated. No. But I'm telling you, if you, if you do have that money saved up for your kids, don't just... Don't make it on a reward system. I think that's Don't cheesy. make it based on yeah. what you think they should be. Yeah. Yeah, that's the answer to the question. So are you a jerk? No, you're probably not a jerk. You love your kids, but in this case, you're wrong. I feel like you love your kids, you, but you love some of them more than you others. Need to, you need to write the check to the two oldest daughters and uh, and and wait for the third daughter to get up there old enough to take... I would, I would, I would make the line in the sand at least eighteen, if not twenty-one. Say, look, this is the, here. There's mm -hmm. your share. There you Knock go. yourself out. Do what you need to do with it. Yeah. Use it for something productive. I wouldn't and, have. And I would have partied with it. No, but, but that's if just you, me. if you're worried about your kids not parting it away, yeah. Here is this check. You can use this for college. You can use this for a down payment on a house. You have to use this for something that's going to, yeah, help you move forward in yeah. life. It can't be used to go buy a vacation to the Bahamas. It's not right. something, it's something that's, it's to buy the washer dryer. It's to buy the, the first year's rent. It's to purchase that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're driving a piece of crap old car. Fine. It can't also, you can't buy a new car with it. It needs to be something more. You got to work for the car, use the money to, I, you know, there yeah. needs to be some stipulations. I agree. And everybody's going to have their own idea. <laughs> But to tell her, no, you can't have the money because you didn't go to college. That's just mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right.
I think that that's... Episode three is a wrap. Yeah. Split take podcast. Next week. What? I don't know. Okay, neither do I. We'll have to find out. <laughs> You'll learn with us. Yep. Yeah, well, next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some more stuff and it'll be awesome. Split take podcast. So let's tell the people where they can find us. You can find us on Facebook. Split Take Podcast. On Instagram. At Split Take Pod. And Twitter. At Split Take Pod. Yeah. And you can also email us. You can. You can. We've Split got an take email pod. address. Split yes. Take Pod. Split Take Pod at Gmail. Send us an email. Maybe you've got a conundrum and you want us to weigh in. Maybe you want to vent a little bit. Yeah. I love a good vent. She does. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning and otherwise. <laughs> <laughs>